this is Herman and Christina and this is oh my god wrong podcast (laughs) (gasps) whoa whoa this is not Historias Unknown this is Novelas (laughs) con Cafecito a podcast where we rewatch Teresa (laughs) yeah it's not even the telenovelas of our childhood it's just Teresa yeah just Teresa and we uh, recap the episodes while talking shit about them yeah if we had known uh teresa was gonna take the song i feel like we should have just named it entre cero no ser a teresa rewatch podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been cool should they change the name right now no <laughs> um we could no <laughs> this is not novelas con cabecito this is entre cero no ser a teresa rewatch podcast <laughs> <laughs> well let's test the waters and see how it is change it in the last 20 or 30 episodes yeah (laughs) i do have a summary for you okay so everyone is still reeling over teresa's hospitalization reina tells fito teresa was shot i guess that's not as important but i don't know why i kept that there anyway (laughs) aida uh i don't know what she was intending to do (sighs) she is so dumb she's intending to kill teresa To finish the job that Sain's wife did, but actually wakes Teresa up from her coma. And of course, Teresa's horrified to learn that she has no feeling or movement in her body. Teresa coped with learning she may never be able to uh, move her body again and swears vengeance. While everyone attempts to console and comfort her, Genoveva realizes who Fito really is, but she can't turn him into law enforcement because she did hire him to. Yeah, he knows too much. (laughs) Baby, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we start off with episode 111. I have to say both of these were pretty, uh, pretty fun. Yeah. So um, episode 111 starts off with Armando crying at Teresa's bedside, telling her that if something happens to her, he will die. And he's not the only one who says that in this episode. I think Arturo also says it later. Yeah. And that is the name of the episode. Si algo te pasa me muero. It's something like that was the title. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I have a different title. Teresa wakes up. <laughs> Teresa wakes up. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, because that was the only one I had. Oh, what's good? It's good. So this episode is honestly people just going in and out of her room crying until yeah. Aida. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck shit up. Yeah, because then we have uh, Refugio who arrives after Armando and is also crying um, at her bedside. Outside of that, we see Arturo manhandling Mariano, asking him if Mariano is making it all of this up about Teresa being possibly paraplegic. Mm-hmm. And he refuses to believe Mariano. And I'm like, this is unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Like, I get you're mad, but like... Chill, man. What is roughing up Mariano going to do? Mm, nothing. Why would he make this up? Yeah, he has literally no reason. <laughs> That's a messed up thing to make up and he would not do that. He's not like no. that. <laughs> Back with Refugio and Teresa in the room, she is telling Teresa she's she knows she's not the mom that Teresa wished for, that she's too strict and too ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, poor Refugio. But she still loves her. She keeps crying. She has a Rosario with her. And let's see. I also included other things from other people just because like, a lot of the Teresa things in this episode was just people crying at her bedside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we see Aida confront Mariano to ask if uh, Teresa really is going to become paraplegic. Mariano is very upset because Magda is the one who told Aida and it was mm-hmm. not her place to tell her. And it's really not, you know, all of a sudden, good reason. Yeah. He cares about confidentiality. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Through that, we see Arturo in the room with Teresa crying, telling her no matter what, he is always going to love her and be by her side. We we also see Luisa and Juana in Aurora's office and Luisa walks in trying to give Refugio's cell phone just in case anything happens. Refugio. 
she was so fucking annoying during this part like, I'm like just, just take fucking it, take it man like stopping like yeah. what is this Refugio, yeah. what is this it's behavior so it's just refugio being refugio <laughs> mm-hmm. and then juana tells refugio to head back to la vecindad for a bit because esperanza is worried but i don't think refugio does that at all everyone just forgets about esperanza in these two episodes she never goes back i don't see her no we also see Genoveva and Ruben in jail talking about the situation and they're very happy that Teresa got shot I was so annoyed with them I was extremely annoyed because I thought it was super messed up that they were like well that's what they both get like Arturo wasn't their friend and then they're like oh that's what Arturo gets for not taking your case yeah and yeah they're just talking about how happy though they're gonna be if she does <laughs> fucked up then we see aurora visiting teresa in her room telling her she needs to get better so that she can be her maid of honor and then also juana's wedding is coming up like she needs to be there for all of this yeah then we see mariano visiting teresa at her bedside and he's like i couldn't visit you last night because of arturo but i thought about you and then arturo walks in behind him <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong move mariano and arturo's like ¿Qué haces aquí? yeah and he tells mariano that he needs to leave he doesn't want to see him around his wife my wife my wife <laughs> he understands what mariano did to save teresa's life in the first place but like he doesn't need to be there he he needs to leave and i'm like i get that he doesn't he doesn't like each other but like i don't know arturo's just unnecessarily aggressive to me <laughs> yeah he is well he has anger issues remember (laughs) that's true that's true and mariano tells him like well hopefully you don't take what teresa did for you for granted because the reason she's in this bed is your fault (laughs) it's not his fault though like people are just throwing blame yeah because then we see armando also blaming him yeah when they're outside in the hallway yeah Armando's like, well, didn't you know how dangerous this case was? Or, But there was no knowing that something like that would happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not Arturo's fault. It no. really isn't. How are they supposed to know that La Señora Science is going to shoot fu- him? Like, come on. Yeah. Was it gonna yeah be violent and yeah, uh, no get way. a gun <laughs> like yeah then we see aida she wants to talk to mariano about getting back together he refuses she leaves all mad and he has this cheesy montage flashback of like their relationship <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just want to say that it seems like mariano has chemistry with everyone he, you know what he's just so good looking that he can't help it i know well because there's some people that are good looking that just do not have chemistry like in shows like we talked about it before but i told you um that i don't think in jane the virgin that she had chemistry with like tyler posey that was so random and it just they didn't look like a couple they didn't they look they act like siblings yeah i didn't like that at all yeah yeah I, I see it. So that's what Mariano just seems to have. Yeah, chemistry with everyone. Aida, yeah. the little staring moments between him and Aurora and mm-hmm. obviously with Teresa. Honestly, I think Mariano and Teresa have more chemistry than Arturo and Teresa. Yeah, yeah. But I could just be being a little biased because... No, that's... Mariano's the love of her life. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Of you're right. she has more you're chemistry right. with him. Yeah. She had to force herself to love Arturo. Yeah, you're right. But if you look at edits of like the Teresa clips on YouTube, people will like clip their like Teresa and Arturo like like it's like this great like chemistry. Arturo and, and like, Teresa. Yeah. I think it's intentionally downplayed in this novela though, because they do they've done other novelas together and they have more chemistry in other novelas. Yeah. Yeah. And in real life because they're a couple. <laughs> true but i agree i agree that it, it is downplayed because teresa and mariano are, or teresa really actually loves mariano yeah mm-hmm. okay anyway moving on from that i don't know how that happened so 
Mariano has the cheesy flashback about the relationship. We also see Fernando's mom. I forgot her name. Oriana. Oh, yes. Okay. We see Oriana meeting with Genoveva because she wants to buy Arturo's house. But then but it's been someone bought. already bought it. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time I was like, who who bought it? Who would have bought it? I didn't even think. <laughs> Because we learned next episode, <laughs> it was Fernando who bought it. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I didn't even like. I didn't even. I didn't even fathom the idea that it was him. Like, <laughs> tell me why I thought it was Aida. <laughs> I did too. I did too. No, that would have been hilarious. It would have. I really thought that Oriana had good intentions. I think that her intention was to buy it and give it to Luisa, which is what Fernando did as well. For now. <laughs> For now, yeah, yeah. So we see um, Teresa in her bed. She like opens her eyes a little bit, but then closes them. And then Aida storms in. <laughs> and she tells Teresa that she absolutely hates her. First, she ruined her life with Paulo. Now she's ruining it with Mariano. And she starts to close the tube to like her uh, Teresa's mask. Yes, that's why I'm like, she literally intended to murder her. Yeah, it, she's wild. off her walker. Like, And like, I know this is insensitive, but she has like, crazy eyes she does <laughs> yeah like i mean this is crazy behavior i'm sorry it is yeah like she's yeah. not thinking straight it was so well acted on aida on the actress's mm-hmm. part like yeah it's so good because she really is like she's about to murder teresa <laughs> and as she's squeezing her tube <laughs> teresa wakes up yeah <laughs> and then teresa asks like where she is and then aida evil laughs like oh you don't know where you are well you're <laughs> in the hospital because you got shot i can't believe you don't remember what happened to you when your ass got shot that's right you got shot <laughs> And you can't feel anything. Look at this. You can't feel this. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Then she starts horrible. tapping her legs, waving her arm up and down. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, someone should have put a stop to Aida from walking around the hospital unchecked, unsupervised. Yeah. When she first attacked a pregnant Esperanza. And now here she is about to kill Teresa. And the only reason she didn't kill her was because Teresa woke up. And now she's terrorizing her. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, Aida should have been banned from entering that hospital because, let alone just because Esperanza works there. Like, Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't believe... <laughs> she um, has a history of attacking patients. <laughs> why are they... How was she allowed to just wander in there? Like, that doesn't make sense. Seriously. After, like, moving her touching her everywhere to show her she can't feel anything while laughing at her basically um Aida tells Teresa that she's gonna go look for a doctor so that they can explain everything to her because she can't understand it from her what a terrible like I know Teresa's the evil person in this novella but like what a terrible way to find out (laughs) yeah we stand what a terrible way to find out what happened to you (laughs) yeah from your mortal enemy and then she makes fun of you like yeah horrible so Aida leaves then they're in like the break room or something Mariano Mariano the friend that he has and of course he's talking about Teresa and they're like why don't you just like get over her god <laughs> over it and years yeah and then uh, Magda barges in and she's like Teresa woke up and Mariano is it her I think it is her who says it anyway Mariano is the first one to go into the room and he is trying to calm her down he's telling her it's not certain still like that she will lose her uh, mobility forever then he also tells her to trust him that he wouldn't lie to her and um, he tells her like there's inflammation at the base of your neck we need that to decrease and then maybe you'll be able to walk honestly i'm kind of glad that it was mariano the first one to go in and explain this to her i don't think anyone else could have calmed her down like he could have so yeah i was glad it was him too did he take a little too long to then tell her husband maybe but yeah what was he he gonna do leave her alone which is his defense (laughs) 
yeah exactly uh i that was a little problematic but still he raises suspicions yeah yeah from but i do think he was the best one to be in there first because i, I think, think that so. arturo would have like agitated her more <laughs> i think he would have yeah i 100 percent believe that she needed the love of her life in that room not her husband he not did. always the same person okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god um and so as he's in there explaining everything to her Hector runs in and then he like is so weirded out because mariano's already there <laughs> like his face right away like, is like what like, are you doing you told Hector? <laughs> but the way he says it it's like have you told arturo yeah. oh sorry yeah have you, you said have arturo? you told Hector? yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah he says it like what is it? It makes it makes me think of like I don't know like other shows when like someone suspects that someone's like a murderer or like a sociopath, and then they're like putting two and two yeah. together, and they're like, "Where were you on this <laughs> night?" <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That is so true. Oh my god, that is so true. Um, <laughs> so um, he <laughs> he's just so surprised that Mariano's there already. Concerned. <laughs> concerned yet um, so then Hector asks like why is she so agitated and then Teresa tells them both I guess yeah. that Aida told her she would not be able to move anymore and then Mariano's extremely upset to hear this like eyes are welled up he's yeah. uh, he's upset and angry and I think this is when Mariano leaves and yeah. informs Arturo so then Arturo walks in he's happy she's awake then Teresa cries and tells him what's the point of being awake <laughs> yeah I can't lift a finger and Arturo like I said he would I just hate her more <laughs> no <laughs> he doesn't know what to say which is like normal uh, it's as understandable well. yeah yeah but also like maybe maybe he doesn't have to say anything maybe he just has to sit there but people don't know you know you know yeah, yeah. and so then um he he looks at hector like a hopeless puppy <laughs> he's like tell her something man <laughs> i don't know yeah. what to say <laughs> and so then uh, hector starts doing some tests they place an ice cube on her hand she can't feel it he touches her toes she can't feel it and then she starts you know screaming that she can't feel yeah. anything and bam the episode ends yeah yeah it's it's pretty sad to see her like that and everyone dealing with it because no one knows how to deal with this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then the next episode starts off with Aurora and Juana talking about um, Aurora's engagement. And then Mariano calls Aurora to let her know that Teresa woke up from the coma. Then we see Arturo again. He's trying to comfort Teresa. Uh, he's like, please don't give up. And she's like, just leave me alone. And then Luisa gets to the hospital and she learns that Teresa woke up, but it's not doing well with learning that she does not have any control of her body. And yeah, I didn't get too much into what's going on with everyone else, except Genoveva learning, <laughs> learning that Fito is Fito, the drug dealer who, quote, killed her son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he goes and she's like, why do you look familiar? Yeah, yeah. We come back to them, but she does leave to go look at the police sketch that he has. And that's how she realizes that it's him. Then we see Refugio visiting Teresa. She's also trying to comfort her. But obviously Teresa is not feeling it. And she's like, I can't live like this. And it's just a hard situation for everybody. And then we're back to Fito and Genoveva. And Fito and Genoveva, they're yelling at each other. Uh, and he's like, I didn't kill anybody. Your son is an adult who chose. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, your son, se murió de un pasón, an overdose. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, I didn't force anybody. He chose to buy drugs from me. So she starts like hitting him. She's like, I'm going to call the cops. He's like, yeah, seriously, you're going to call the cops and tell them what? That you met me trying to get me to kidnap a baby? <laughs> yeah so she's like fuck i can't fucking call the cops he threatens her and he's like if you tell anybody my friends are going to come for you and for ruben at jail in jail in the jail <laughs> in jail um, at the jail <laughs> it's because they said it is at jail, jail. I know. <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> uh, i know i don't know why i said it like that and back to Teresa and Refugio. Teresa learns from Refugio that Mariano is the one who saved her life. And of course, she is like head over heels about this. <laughs> Would he have saved anybody? Yeah, because he's a doctor, but it's special still. <laughs> it is special. Very special. So she asks to be alone and Refugio steps out. And then we're back to Fito and uh, Genueva. And he's like, you should be scared of me. <laughs> he's like threatening her. He is so badass in this scene. He scared me. <laughs> I was like, I believe it. I believe it 100%. <laughs> it's so funny because he starts <laughs> off like as this like silly character and he's really, he's really not. He's bad. <laughs> yeah. He, he is a bad he boy. He's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. He, he is. He's a baddie from the streets. That's who he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so He's like, what does he say? I can't. I just wrote he's dismissive of Hanoema's grief. I don't remember what he said. Oh, because he's like, Paolo was a big boy and he made a big boy decision to to be on drugs <laughs> yeah and then he's like yeah you lost one son but you're about to get another one like yeah. come on i'm about to get this baby for you it's no big deal <laughs> yeah and then he also does tell him oh that Paolo talked about uh stopping his drug use after getting married and that kind of comforts him a little bit mm-hmm. and this was like his last uh hoorah <laughs> mm-hmm his last, his last bender no. <laughs> his la- it was yeah. his last bustle in christina <laughs> <laughs> and he's like well call me if you still want me to kidnap the other chamaquito <laughs> i was dying All casually after screaming not even screaming it was like this like in between yeah yeah talking and screaming that's just scary <laughs> worse than screaming yeah because it's more threatening yeah it's more yeah. calculated <laughs> uh-huh. more cal- calm and collected and cold <laughs> but you know what that's what baddies do <laughs> that is what bad baddies things. do baddies in the streets <laughs> bad <thing. laughs> um so then teresa's alone with her thoughts and then juana comes in and teresa's crying like a little tear comes out and juana's like let me wipe it she's like no i need to remember this moment of helplessness and then she talks about conquering her emotions and controlling her emotions and that she will get out of this bed because entre ser o no ser ella es uh and then juana's like me das miedo <laughs> actually think that's later but whatever unnecessary uh, <laughs> yeah yeah mariano promises refugio that he'll do some research to stay on top of teresa's condition and this comes back I think for at him because Hector is like you need to drop like you need to not be involved with Teresa's shit like this is this not, is your, not specialty. your specialty all of a sudden he doesn't <laughs> have all the specialties this is not his specialty yeah all of a sudden <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Arturo has asked him to not be involved but it's it's hard because like we have Refugio and Ar- Armando not Armando but Refugio specifically on one side begging him to be involved and it's the same thing as the promise that she like made <sighs> him promise all those years Refugio ago it just has no boundaries and respect for anybody else yeah. but what she wants she's a selfish bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> which she did release him from the promise but then she i think there's still a little bit of an expectation here um, yeah because then he's apologizing to her that he can't 
care for her as a doctor. Mm-hmm. So Teresa tells Juana that there's nothing she can't overcome as long as she can uh, control her emotions. And that's when Juana's like, me das miedo. And it's not healthy. I mean, we know that. Teresa's continuous talk and her uh, mindset that she can and needs to control her emotions. And that as long as she does that, her life will be fine. Like, that's not how things work. No, um, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> Hector talks to Mariano and he's like, how the fuck did Aida find out about Teresa and her condition? And then he tells, this is when he tells Mariano to basically stay away as a doctor from Teresa and to mind his business. And then, yeah, I mean, I already mentioned this, but this is where I was wondering, first of all, why did Aida even get to that room? <laughs> like, yeah, she should not and- even be, like, it sounds like you need to step up your security or something. Um, she needs to be banned from this hospital. <laughs> yeah, she does. Now she absolutely has no business. Like, she's not with Mariano anymore. No. She has no reason to go there. So I better not see her face there again. <laughs> or I'm going to call she Tito. She set foot in the hospital. <laughs> oh my god and then we see juana and it's a sweet moment she's putting on makeup on teresa and she's playing her favorite song for her and she's like oh i know you really love this song and i think it just it goes back and forth and teresa's like yeah it, it taught me a life lesson or whatever that nothing will ever humiliate me <laughs> she always turns everything like <laughs> like that's not Suddenly, what the song is yeah. i don't know where she got this lesson from from the song <laughs> <laughs> she's hearing what she wants to hear yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so then this is the part you mentioned earlier where Armando's blaming arturo for what happened to teresa telling him that he should have taken like better precautions when it was really just a sad situation that was out of anyone's control except science wife who chose to <laughs> resort yeah. to violence uh sadly and yeah. then Aurora is the voice of reason here. She's like, come on, this is no one's fault. <laughs> so then Luisa learns that Fernando bought Arturo's house. And then we're back at the hospital. Arturo Arturo tells Teresa that he can never question her love again because of what she did. But it leads to Teresa getting overwhelmed <laughs> because she can't feel Arturo holding her hand. So yeah, he really does. Uh, what did you say earlier? Overwhelm Agitate. Her? Agitate. Yeah, he agitates yeah. her. Because <laughs> uh, he like grabs her hand and he kisses. She's like, I can't even feel that. Of yeah. course he didn't mean to, but of course he's just trying to be supportive and like yeah. loving. But it's yeah, it's, it's just hard. It's a yeah. hard situation. Yeah, and so then he leaves, and Teresa swears revenge on Science uh, Widow and on Aida. I wonder what she's gonna do. I know. I'm. I'm hoping she does get her revenge. Like if there's anything uh, and anyone I'm rooting for is for Teresa, no matter how horrible she is. <laughs> Same. Then Mariano goes over to Aida to confront her. And she's like, I knew you were going to come over here and confront me. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> for yeah. real. Like, who oh the my fuck God. does that? Like, that's... Um, that was on, like, some next level shit. Like, it really was. Paso. And he's like, he's like, forget, forget it's Teresa. But, like, do you have any idea what it's like for a patient to learn that they might be paraplegic? Paraplegic. Like, that, from their without mortal the care enemy. of a doctor. Like... <laughs> Yeah, without like, the care. He's of like, them. doctors take so much care to explain this. And you just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And then she always is like the same excuse. Like, she I don't makes, know what I was thinking. I was it was, the, it was an, in, yeah. And it's and, like, you can't keep using that excuse. Yeah. Like, it doesn't justify what you did. It, what you, it was truly horrible. Like, she's, she's horrible. And like, first you think she's making like progress to be a better person, but no, 
she in she always resorts back to this violent impulsive angry mm-hmm. out of control person <laughs> like yeah and like okay if you keep doing that you also have to understand that there's consequences for what you did even yeah. if you didn't mean to do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> what you meant or didn't mean it doesn't matter like there's still consequences and your consequences is that yeah. mariano's not gonna get back with you yeah and then they argue about that that's what it ends up he's like i can't he they're at by the end of the argument they're not like yelling anymore and he's like i can't love you the way you love me like i'm not over teresa and i can't be with you because of that so next we see Hinoveva telling ruben who fito actually is and they're like fuck aturo <laughs> tells teresa while she's sleeping that this is all his fault and that doesn't really matter when he put that in there we already know he blames himself aurora visits aida one because she wants to talk about what she did <laughs> to teresa and she's like, oh, not you two here to bug me about this. And it's like, you're way minimizing this, Aida. <laughs> yeah. And so Aurora tells her to leave Teresa alone. But she also tells her that she wants to know if Aida can be chill because she wants both her and Teresa to be bridesmaids in her wedding. Uh, That doesn't seem like a good idea. It does not seem like a good idea, but I'm sure this wedding won't end up happening oh yeah actually yeah, i feel yeah. so bad for martin though like actually like martin as a character yeah i was i was gonna say he's actually like very sweet and funny and obviously so caring so i feel bad yeah i feel like he has like good comedic timing he's like one of the only like funny people yeah. in the novella actually but funny. not trying too yeah. hard to be funny and that's why it works mm-hmm. and yeah he just he loves Aurora so much and he's so respectful and he like his issues that he had about Mariano and his jealousy like he got he worked through that he worked on it yeah and so I really hate what's gonna happen <laughs> for him yeah maybe we're wrong I don't know I don't I I swear I remember could be wrong. I, um Mariano ending up with Aurora though like I know. I'm sure that happens but man we're like close and it hasn't happened <laughs> like yeah. when is it gonna happen yeah that's true hmm. we'll see we'll see yeah see yeah and Aurora also tries to because Aida's still talking about wanting to convince Mariano to get back with her and Aurora's like you just need to let this go then we see Martin arriving at the hospital he's trying to surprise Aurora there but obviously he misses her because she's with Aida <laughs> And he ends up talking with Mariano. He tells him that they're engaged. And Mariano takes a little too long to congratulate him. And it's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, my bad. (laughs) Oh, did I not? Oops. Oops. Oh, do I look sad? (laughs) Whoop. Not, not my, not what I meant. So Mariano also tells Martin that him and Aida broke up. And then Martin encourages Mariano to stop letting Teresa control his life. <laughs> and then he leaves. As he should. It's a bit much like now. It's like it's been years. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally, it's been probably like four or five years at this point. Longer. I think you're right. Because the, there was a three-year time jump and time had already passed. Uh-huh. I, I feel like it's been six years, maybe. I think you're right. But I mean, Teresa's in the same position. She's not over him either. That's the funny thing that nobody knows that Teresa has been stringing him along for so long and is still going to look for him. So then Mariano seems That's like true. the one. Who- yeah. For everyone else, <laughs> it seems like, oh my God, get over it. This was a high school relationship. But to mm-hmm. him, she was going to leave on his on her wedding day with him. She was going to run away with him. Like Yeah. And then she still hooked up with him after that, right? After yeah, yeah yeah and then when she got back from europe Tried she to still again. looked for him yeah so it's not really been years it's been probably only months or like a week since she was left there looking for him and everyone else is like what the fuck man 
get over it <laughs> she doesn't love you she's not love you for years and he's like she was at my house <laughs> last week looking for me <laughs> poor mariano it's funnier when you think about it that way teresa tells arturo that she feels inutile like useless he's like let me take care of you and then uh she ends up telling him that esperanza asked her to be because they're like talking about how no one's told esperanza and she's like well that makes sense i don't want her to be upset or well, we need to protect my um ahijado and he's like ahijado vamos a ser padrinos and she's like not not you <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> but she doesn't tell him that mariano is the because i think she knows that mariano is the she yeah, does know padrino, but she pretends that but, she doesn't know who it is yeah and she's like well she asked me when we were mm -hmm. separated so i don't actually know who she asked <laughs> and then she just sad about the possibility of her not being able to hold her ahijado which is sad yeah it is it is then we see ruben and he gets a letter from maida and she grants him the forgiveness for because you know that's what he needs to be able to be to bail out which can you actually do that um can you actually after files have been charged can you just drop them once they're already in jail like no his files aren't his files sorry his charges aren't going to be dropped it's for he so he can get bail okay okay yeah okay I misunderstood that. Yeah. And then she goes on like with about other stuff in the letter, but he doesn't care about that. He's already smiling as soon as he gets to that part. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought yeah. that was funny. <laughs> and then the last thing that we see is Mariano meeting up with Aurora to talk about her engagement um, and her relationship with Martin. So they talk about that and he's like, well, let me just ask you, are you really happy? She's like, I am. And then he like messes with her, of course, not purposely on his <sighs> part. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like but he grabs Stop. her hand I, yeah like, don't touch her <laughs> where's my thing when you need him be jealous again he grabs her hand and he's like well i'm happy for you and he kisses her hand and she's all like you could see the pain in her face <laughs> like, how do you not see that mariano <laughs> yeah come on like yeah she also told him she was like she didn't like him anymore like yeah that's true so so he yeah. believes that as well yeah that's but it's right. like, come on, just look at her face. <laughs> Does it look like she's over you, man? So the last thing we see is Hector talking about next steps with Arturo. He says that they're going to have to induce a coma as an attempt for the swelling to reduce. And I don't know if that's medically sound. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. And then Mariano visits Teresa. Um, and I just hope no one sees him. It's all it's my only wish here. <laughs> yeah, because I actually didn't start watching the next one after that. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, me either. So he's visiting Teresa and they're talking about the next step being the induced coma. And she only trusts Hector's suggestion because Mariano reassures her. So it just shows like how much she values Mariano's opinion. Yeah. As a doctor also. Like she really, he's like the only one that she trusts. Like she trusts him the most. And so. He needs to be visiting her. Okay. <laughs> this is her medicine. <laughs> Mariano is her medicine. And he needs to be in that room. <laughs> I agree. And he wants he to be. He is the cure. Uh, yeah. He is the cure. Yeah. He wants to be part of the surgery. And Hector tells him no. Yeah. And I. I, I, of course, we understand the reasoning, but it's like, yeah. and Teresa's not going to say she wants him there, but she but needs she does. him there. Yeah. 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 She needs him. <laughs> he, again, he is the cure. Yeah. <laughs> the treatment, the RX. Oh my God. Oh wait, no, that's a diagnosis. No, that's a prescription. Yeah, that's a prescription. <laughs> DX, DX is, diagnosis. is a diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he is the RX. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Mariano RX. Um, and yeah, the 
episode ends there. Yeah. Honestly, these two episodes, good, good telenovela moments. Good pacing. Good, yeah. Amazing pacing. And I mean, honestly, Aida hands down takes like <laughs> the, I don't know, queen of the... <laughs> drama in these two episodes like yeah i gotta say she was probably one of my favorite parts of these two episodes but also fito (laughs) i was gonna say her and fito top notch good episode for a villain moment (laughs) yes it really was it really was i cannot wait to see what the next one is bringing us (laughs) okay well i guess that is the end of the teresa portion of our episode and now welcome to cafecito no chronically online con cafecito (laughs) and yes we do have cafecito today i do at least i don't know about carmen oh i don't i already drank mine oh okay so yeah um should i start with my topic first or yours what do you want to do here here let me send you mine (laughs) okay what are you bringing today (laughs) okay well i have like two clips from uh bethany beale i don't know how much people who are not online know about her or the supposed ministry she does with her sister called girl defined when did you first hear about girl defined uh probably because of fundy fridays from you first and then fundy fridays once i started watching fundy fridays i understood more because i didn't know who girl defined refined defined girl defined like as defined by the bible and you know okay yes yes once i started watching fundy fridays more than i understood okay yeah Because when you first told me about it and I looked at Fundy Snark, I was like, I don't know what's going on. You're like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. So Girl Defined has been around for a long time. I don't remember. First of all, I don't even remember how I came across the Fundy Snark subreddit. But uh, it's a snark page for fundamental Christian like social media influencers, basically like the Duggars. It's probably the the one people know about or the who people would recognize as like uh, fundamental Christians. So I think most people, especially after uh, what's his name, Jeremiah? No, Jed, Josh. Sorry, <laughs> they all have names like that. So oh, the Duggars. Yeah. So um, I think after he was convicted, you know, all of that, uh, more people became aware of who they are, and I think maybe a little bit more people are familiar with fundamental christian uh movement from that and then shiny happy people came out and so hopefully people know what i'm talking about and yeah and then like her book yes jill i think jill duggar yes yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. so hopefully um that's enough context for people to know who i'm talking about and why i'm talking about them and you know why people have issues with them and if not a good starting point would be fundy fridays and her videos on them because yeah i won't get too much into um who they are because it would be like hours like there's literally hours like (laughs) of uh videos out there i mean i think like fundy fundy friday alone has like i don't know how many videos on them and how and they're like hour and a half long videos like yeah but the the way i first came across them was because I think I used to watch not Cody Coat like himself, but he had like a video. It's like a, I don't know if you know who he is, like a YouTuber. No. And he had like a videos with this other YouTuber named Noel something. And they were, they were like funny, like comedy videos or whatever. And then they, they were reacting to some of the girl defines content. And then that's how I think how I first learned about them. And then how I came across like Fundy Snark and all that stuff. Okay. They've made the rounds, like famous people have made fun of them, like drag queens have reacted to their videos. So Girl Defined, they were younger when they made Girl Defined. And the whole purpose of that is to teach like young girls how to be 
good Christian girls, basically. Good Christian wives. Oh, well, I guess they were younger. I said good Christian wives, but that's the goal. But when they were younger, I guess they weren't. Were they talking about marriage? I don't know. They were talking about how to be pure for your marriage. You know, purity culture, all of that. Yeah. Okay. Modesty. Stuff like that, basically. And yeah, so that's when they were younger. And then they, you know, got older, whatever. And they still do like girl-defined stuff. And now they have a podcast. Right. I think the the people might recognize them because probably years ago, uh, one of their videos about how to wear God-honoring makeup uh, got made fun of a lot. So people might know them from that. Yeah. Anyway, point being that I don't know what we should talk about first. Well, first, let me give a little bit more background. So, okay. So Bethany and the sister, I don't even remember her fucking name because she's less online. She's a little bit older, uh, a little more reserved online and stuff. So she's not as like outrageous on social media and stuff. So these girls were like their whole siblings were homeschooled. So they don't have like education. They don't have good like social skills. They don't have, I don't know, like they've never had to have like motivation or drive to do anything. Right. Because their only goal is to be a good Christian wife. Yeah. With that being said, Bethany throughout the years has had like a lot of projects. She starts and lets go. She had this thing, Bethany's Closet, where she was like selling her clothes. And then she had this other thing. She works smart teaching courses <laughs> mm, okay. on how to be like uh, good at social media. And now her newest thing is how to be, what does she call it? There's a name for it. Hold on. Let me find it. Okay. Oh, it's the intimate wife because okay (laughs) how are we getting i'm sorry none of this makes any sense how are we getting teaching lessons from well okay i I will say they are good at social media clearly because they've grown a following but how is she teaching intimacy as a she does buy uh followers too i'll just throw that out there she does oh yeah okay well um social media 101 buy followers uh (laughs) yeah so well that's the question right so how do you go from purity from peddling purity culture and modesty to the intimate wife right and her whole thing from the intimate wife is wife is like oh as christian women we don't get we don't talk about sexuality and blah blah and it's like you're the problem (laughs) yeah you're the reason why actually it's your fault (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so so the whole point of the intimate wife is for her to teach wives how to i don't know be, be in touch with their sexuality and, and christian wives of course and blah blah blah. and it's all it's all too much well the whole <laughs> thing is that intimacy doesn't matter it's that um your whole purpose is just for your your spouse your husband well, and, to... and that's the uh how do you reconcile that right that's the the cognitive dissonance of it all that she does not have the capacity to see and the um i don't know like paradox of it i guess because those two things don't go together in order for you to reclaim your sexuality and your intimacy or whatever you cannot be yeah in this traditional everything that they're spewing right exactly exactly so that's why it doesn't make sense but she doesn't understand that and so she has the cringiest content surrounding this she also has like courses about this and whatever um and i did just watch a good detailed video about one of her courses from mickey atkins on youtube so if people like want more information about that and like a little bit more in-depth discussion about it that's a really good video on it because we won't be like getting too much into it but that's the context of what i'm the video so well yeah why don't you click on the first one well actually let me see which one i sent you first the first one you sent me the one that says this the audio for this clip is cursed. Why did you pick it? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So click on that one. All right, I'm playing it now. Oh, God. She's using like the squeaky. 
bed Audio sound from like from, that one song. Yeah, yeah. So then people are like, why? Should, one, people that are fundamental Christians, they have this quote they love to say. I don't know if you know it uh, or have heard of it. Oh, wait, we should say what the video says for people that are not watching our video. So she's dancing in it and she has a caption that says most women need at least 20 minutes of foreplay before starting intercourse. Stop apologizing for being a woman and needing time. And she has she can't dance, obviously, because dancing is not allowed. <laughs> so these moves are very stiff. Yeah. Very robotic. <laughs> And this is not the worst. I, I What I wanted to do, but I didn't have time to compile. So I'm going to have to talk about her again. Because what I wanted to do was compile all the videos I've seen of her dancing so we could make fun of her. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we'll save that for another day. But this is just eh, what is contradictory. So contradictory and hypocritical of her to use this audio. Because, yeah, the, the fundies have this uh, saying of the world, but not in it. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I have not. I know way too much about these people. <laughs> you do. What does it mean? It means that they live in the world, but and have you heard of them call things worldly? Like this is worldly? No. Basically, they they have different standards, right? Because they live biblical lives and the rest of us heathens don't. So like popular, you know, music, it's not it's worldly. It's not Christian. Oh, I have heard that. I just didn't know that's what it meant. Anything that's not Christian focused is worldly and that and they don't, you know, listen to it. They don't read it. Worldly bad. And yet you're using this audio. <laughs> this audio is worldly. This idea is worldly, actually. It is. Yeah, because according to their teachings and their beliefs, <laughs> women don't need foreplay. They need to submit to their husbands whenever. And that's yeah. a little crass to say. But at the end of the day, that's what they believe. <laughs> that's literally what they've said it they have yeah. said it like yeah and there's also there's like lore about bethany and her husband and that they hate each other <laughs> <laughs> because of oh, their interactions man. like when you watch it's just yeah we're gonna this is not the last day that we talk about <laughs> okay. okay bethany because they live in my mind rent free <laughs> And I love to make fun of people. And that's the thing, like other people, they'll cover, you know, Fundy's Bethany and the, uh, the other Fundy characters. And they have all the empathy in the world, which is fine. But I'm not going to do that because fuck these people. Some people don't deserve it, you know? Yeah, like I don't care. Some people that are out here spreading hate. Exactly, exactly. They don't deserve it. They don't. Yeah. So I will make fun of her and her stiff cardboard dance moves. Yeah. It reminds me of this one tweet that's like, actually making fun of people who are celebrating a death, doesn't matter who it is, is not a good thing. <laughs> and then people quoted that with like their favorite deaths. Like, actually, it's great. <laughs> and yeah, it's the same thing. Some people don't deserve our empathy. And they are one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So all the hate to this woman and the bullshit she peddles. So let's watch the next clip. Okay. Remember as a teen you know, like coming home from like youth or the youth went out to eat or to, you know, whatever to coffee. And like my mom would be like, so tell me like, who'd you talk to? How'd this go? Da, da, da. And I remember as a young teen, her asking me like when I would talk to a boy or something and I mean, absolutely innocent, just 
talking, right? Like having a conversation at coffee with all the other youth group around and you know, that I like kind of liked him and whatever he's cute. Da, da, da. He asked me this question and yeah. And when we left, he gave me a side hug and, you know, and my mom would ask me questions and it might sound cringe. Okay. But my mom would ask me questions like, so how did you feel in your body when that happened? And like what she was getting at is, did you get turned on? Right. And so like, I could freely say, I felt butterflies in my stomach. And, and then I got to the place where I could say, yeah. And actually I felt like I got kind of wet when that happened. And then she could be like, that's normal. That's really good. Like God made you that way. And then because that, that was affirmed and that was natural, now we could have boundary conversations. Like that's going to make you want to do more things. You know, when you, even though a side hug is completely fine, like be careful that that doesn't, that doesn't progress into more when you're friends at 14 or 15 years old, you know, like it was, it was a healthy discipleship. Most women don't have that. That's weird. Right. <laughs> um, okay. I am a little disturbed. <laughs> I think it's normal to talk about, uh, I don't know, like normalize like feelings and whatever, yeah, but to actually but... say <laughs> to be that that's weird. Like to tell your mom, I got a little wet. Like, <laughs> I would I die. Didn't wanna... <laughs> I didn't want to oh, say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I think it's unnecessary because I think that like just saying I felt something yeah. that I haven't before implies. And so you don't need to go into like further detail. Yeah that it's odd and i and i don't think this is true really seriously these people are having these conversations when they're when they don't even allow like hand holding at certain ages like that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah um like i don't have i don't have daughters right but i don't want to know this from any of my children like i i think it's fine if they were to tell me just what i just said like yeah I felt something different i'm like okay well that's normal don't go past that don't give me more detail than that but yeah, I don't need to know more than that. It's like when our nasty ass brother would start telling us shit. And we're like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, nobody wants to know this. And we would run away from his room. Yeah. Yeah. And then it set that boundary. And then he stopped eventually trying to have those conversations with us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like some things we don't need to know. What is that? Have you seen that meme? It's like we know too much about each other or whatever. That's the embodiment of this and i could just i can't imagine as a parent pressing for more details when well, like that's the thing that's what i was gonna say right now it's like she's not even offering up this information she's like her mom is like the way she says it her mom was fishing this information out of her and then trying to make it seem like it was normal and it wasn't that's weird like i think as a parent just stopping at that first oh and you felt something different okay yeah that's normal blah 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 but like continuing to ask for info to get the weird details but what did your body feel like like that's weird yeah what did your lower region feel like actually i need to know like no you don't need to know that Ugh, you don't need to know that it's strange it's strange behavior it's almost like she's so closeted and re reversed not rever reversed uh so restricted oh repressed repressed oh thank you that's the word i was thinking of in her own sexuality that then she needs these weird details from her child to like get off or something uh. yes yeah and that's what people were comparing it to grooming essentially and it is it's 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 boundary passing i don't know what the word is uh violating 
<laughs> not passing yeah it's boundary violating and i mean normalizing things that are not normal or healthy and then they're just talking about it like it's normal but they don't know what healthy and normal discussions about sex are uh because they're one repressed that that's it that's my point the one thing is that they're repressed <laughs> Yeah, talking about body parts and for what they actually are. And then at some point, what the actual mechanics of like a pregnancy is, that there's different sexualities, like all that is normal. But like fishing out these gross details to get, I don't know, it's incestuous. It feels like incent. Oh my God, I can't say the word. Incestuous. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like that's not normal. And mind you, these are the people that are out here calling trans and gay people pedos when this is actual closer to that like yeah ooh, uh, ooh. yeah um and there's another video i think we'll talk about it probably later in more detail but like the reason this is like a big issue is this is not the first time that bethany has brought on like guests to like talk about like sex where weird <laughs> weird information comes out that they're passing off as normal okay so i don't know if we i don't remember if i sent it to you or if we talked about it but so she brought on these supposed sex experts that are like christian counselors and of course it turns out they're not actually licensed uh, <laughs> of clinical course. professionals or anything like that and they're talking about their own sex lives and how they learned i don't know like to be sexual blah blah whatever and it's like an older couple and then the lady starts talking about how she didn't know what a clitoris was have you heard of this video at all? I vaguely know of it, but I don't know the details. Okay. And so then this lady, basically, she's talking about that. She didn't know what that was before. And she had uh, kids already at this point. And then a friend of hers was like, oh, I'll show you something like that. And she showed her what a clitoris was by pointing it out in a baby's body, what the what the clitoris was and they're talking about it like it's normal they literally could have pulled out an anatomy picture exactly i'm like why are you using a human baby for this this is ooh. it's it's gross it's gross oh my god and so it's like things like that keep, keep coming out in her videos and her from supposed experts that she talks to <laughs> And it's weird behavior. It's not normal. It's not normal to point at a baby and use that baby so that you can learn something about sex that you are going to use later to pleasure yourself and your husband. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. It's weird. It's weird. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Because were we in the same English class uh, sophomore year or no? Uh, freshman year was the first and only time we were in English together. No, sorry. History. Oh, History sophomore year i don't remember okay there was this teacher i don't remember her name she was a woman it was a world history so there was one day in class where i don't even know why this came up in class but everyone was laughing at one kid named louis because he didn't know what a clitoris was and the including the teacher oh really yeah you don't remember that nope i don't think we were in the same class i don't i feel like i would remember that no i don't think we i think you might have maybe had her a different period then oh that's not normal i don't think no it's not it's like inappropriate <laughs> it's strange like yeah students can laugh at each other but then for the teacher yeah. to butt in and like oh my god he doesn't know what a clitoris is it's like that's not no not appropriate uh you're an adult what are you doing yeah yeah that's no weird. it just it gives me those same vibes but 
um, obviously worse because these are people that are supposedly calling out everyone else things and holding themselves up to be like a moral to have moral authority over others yeah oh very disturbing and you know there's a thing where and i think there's like actual studies about this but i i don't know them off the top of my head or the actual numbers but they um and i'm not gonna look them up <laughs> right now but maybe later i will i don't know but anyway there's this thing uh like a phenomenon well-studied phenomenon that people from more repressed cultures actually have more like sexual abuse molestations child sexual abuse and things like that that's what i was gonna say i haven't read the study but i was gonna say i feel like these conservative religious backgrounds are like breeding grounds for sexual abuse and pedophilia yeah and things like that so and i mean it checks out every time you look at stories like that it's like a pastor <laughs> mm -hmm. a straight white man abusing blah 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 so yeah i mean a missionary in another foreign country yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah very disturbing i don't like it at all yeah so the next time i bring them up hopefully it'll be more lighthearted because i will compile uh videos of them of bethany dancing so we can make fun of her yeah i look forward <laughs> to that um all right well are you ready for was that it for what you were gonna bring yeah okay so i came across this twitter thread that was like let me bring up the thread about how this uh study came out that the study is like a it's titled like this a wide ideology gap is opening between young men and women in, in countries across the world like not just the u.s and so they have like south korea u.s germany uk on this post showing graphs um and it's just basically showing the divide of like how young men are leaning towards being super ultra conservative and women are becoming more and more progressive because like there's this idea going around that gen z's like they're gonna save the world like they're so progressive and so liberal but the study actually shows that yeah the the women are but the young men are actually more conservative than like millennials and gen x the the men in gen z and even like boomers wow some of them like in certain ideas so i'll, I'll read this just because it, it's like worded way better than even i would like write it obviously but so we're often told that gen z are hyper progressive but surveys suggest they're surprisingly conservative breaking things down by sex provides an explanation young women are very progressive young men are surprisingly conservative not surprising to me gen z is two generations not one in country after country surveys show a very similar pattern historically the views of men and women in same generations have been very similar this still holds true for older age groups but a gap has opened between today's young men and women and so they show south korea first young women are marked more progressive on gender norms but young men have not budged and so then the result is this rift that then these young men can't find women that want to be with them because they're not bending on these gender norms <laughs> i have heard a lot about that so like in south korea specifically there's reduced rates of marriage and birth and it, the birth rate has plummeted to the lowest of any country in the world wow but obviously it's not just korea the u.s in contrast to the typical relationship between values and age young american men hold more conservative views than older men which has huge social implications because then we also see like oh men are more and more lonely you're making yourself lonely you dumbasses <laughs> yes exactly you dumb bitch because like nobody wants to be with someone who expects them to like be a 1950s household wife while still working mind you <laughs> yeah like you you want to stay at home wife with a full-time job no thank you 
Yeah, and like just to go on the UK, it's the same thing. Only th- in the UK example, they said like women of all ages and men, millennials and up, are hold more liberal views on race and immigration, but not young men, not Gen Z. And then like Germany, same thing. Young German women have become more progressive on attitudes towards immigrants, but young German men are more conservative than their elders on immigration issues. Poland, 46% of young men voted far right nationalist and only 16% of women did. So this person in their thread, they're like, where do we go from here? It's hard to say. One thing that would help would it be desegregating online spaces. If top influencers spoke to both sexes instead of just one, that could begin bridging the divide. Will this happen? Almost certainly not. But people people are quote tweeting that specific tweet from that thread. This is one of the ones, hold on. Someone said, where do we go from here? It's simple. Either cishet men stop being conservative and put women's autonomy above their gods and countries or they die alone as they deserve. (laughs) That's a great reason. Yeah, the meme of the person <laughs> crying or a man crying, women won't date me because I'm conservative and a woman saying that's a great reason. Like, and I'll post that right there. Yeah, I mean, what woman would sign up to be disrespected, to be with someone who sees them as lesser than and expects to be served hand and foot? You send me another one? Yeah. So this one says, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Women's historically recent acquisition of financial rights has led to straight men collectively reeling from the culture shock of, for the first time in history, having to actually be likable to get a wife. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because I came across this thread and then immediately I came across this video on TikTok. I'm going to send it to you. As soon as I saw that thread, then I saw this video and I was like, wow. uh." All right. Okay, let's go. Guy shouldn't be dating a woman that's more than two thirds of his body weight. The woman should feel smaller. She used to feel like he could kill her, but he's not gonna. If I'm holding a girl and subconsciously she knows what that the if fuck? I wanted to, I could pick her up and throw her into the wall. Don't don't start saying that this world is equal because it's really not. This type of man is more common than you think. And your biggest fear is rejection. Must be nice must really be fucking nice don't tell me that it's a joke don't tell me it's hyperbole because that's how a lot of things and bad situations start is as a joke why'd you take it so seriously because he said it because that man like many men out there said it with his fucking chest and you don't want me to take it seriously hmm no what what an absolute disgrace of a man no wonder you're single. please for the safety no of all women no, remain <laughs> single you have to go on a podcast and talk bullshit wow how unattractive how fucking lame i mean that's scary what do you mean and did you see how uncomfortable she looked that is scary and for someone to say that out loud imagine what their inner thoughts are he felt okay to say that yeah yeah all of this was terrible they thought it was like this big like gotcha moment even the way they edited the music till the for the beat to start (laughs) when he said it i'm like this is not what you think it is like what are you doing like i don't know what you thought you were doing but you didn't you did the opposite um that's scary no one wants to be with someone who would even think that and like the first the original idea is horrendous and fat phobic right but you would have thought that maybe he was gonna say so he can pick her up (laughs) and like kiss her something normal and then he's talking about throwing her against the wall like what the fuck for what 
unwarranted, unasked. Just what do you mean? You think about throwing your what? You you think about being violent against women all the time for no reason. And that's scary. Of course, nobody wants to be with you. That's not normal. I hope he dies alone, honestly. Uh, as he should because again for the safety of all women he should be alone yeah that is so violent and and scary and yeah you that's not a normal thing to say definitely not i hope someone if someone out there is listening and like is what like told this by their partner like oh you know if i wanted to i could just pick you up and throw you against the wall and kill you like that's abuse like that means he wants to when he's thought about it and that's a threat like that's a yeah because like if i wanted to i would hurt you so you better be on your best behavior or i'll hurt you and i define what best behavior means to me and i will keep changing that goalpost because that's what abusers do <laughs> yeah and yeah that's terrifying i was like wow i'm it's like the algorithm was like <laughs> on they were talking TikTok and Twitter because I saw that thread and I immediately saw that video after and I was like, oh, I need this is actually what I need to talk about. How scary. It is a scary world out there. For a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I'm including trans women um, because they are one of the most abused mm -hmm. demographics. Yeah. And you know what? All of this is connected because the topic I brought about the fundamental Christians, those men think like this. <laughs> yeah seriously so yeah that's just that's what i wanted to bring up um it's depressing and scary <laughs> i thought you were gonna bring something funny to me no <laughs> no but the world is scary so yeah the world is scary my other thing i was gonna bring up was Nicki minaj but oh no you know what we don't need the what are her uh fans called the barbs yeah we don't need them to come for us this um creator on tiktok posted this video that basically like I demolished know. her I saw he's it. just Oh, yeah. you saw it. <laughs> yeah. She goes by she they. So she posted this video, burned her. And she served. <laughs> yeah, she did. And now they're being doxxed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we don't need to go there. Oh, but solidarity with that creator. I will just say Megan's song, amazing. Megan, beautiful. Unbothered. <laughs> yeah. Damn, queen. <laughs> Yes. The other thing I was going to bring up, but I'm like, where I'm getting hungry. The the thing that's like Gen Z is getting older than or is aging worse than millennials. Oh, that video was funny. But all, all this to say that like different people age different ways and it's OK. It's OK to look your age. And there's nothing wrong with aging. Yeah, it's OK to look your age and it's OK to look whatever. I will say I don't go out anymore. Right. But recently I did go out. And somebody thought I was 20, no older than 25. And I was like, thank you. So I love that for you. I did feel um, good. I'm a straight senora. I don't get confused <laughs> for younger ages anymore. I think it has to do with being a mom and always having two children with me. Yeah. I mean, I'll be there one day too. Yeah. And that's fine. At one point in my, before having, um, or actually when I still had Mateo, I did get confused for a lot younger, but you know what? It's fine. It's okay to look your age. Yes. Yeah, we don't need Gen Z going after millennials like, oh, they think they look so young and they're actually ugly and old as fuck. And we they reverse. We don't need that because I see a bunch of comments like that. And I'm just like, it happens. It's part of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people age pretty bad in all age groups, though, not just Gen Z and millennials. I've seen some millennials. I look 50. OK, uh, uh, so have I. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Hopefully they use sunscreen, not not for aging, but for cancer. Yes, yes. The TikToker that originally made this go super viral, he does look older, but he also has his full beard that already ages you. So yeah, like 
different things will age you different haircuts hairdos so yeah all and i just all this to say just it's okay yes i agree um but yeah my stomach has the rumblies and so i have to go eat <laughs> and i have to go drive to visit our mother yeah tell her hi for me yeah i hope that everyone enjoyed this episode and remember i guess it's a set or no set do it bye, bye. bye.